I was 21 years old when I made it on Broadway. Yes, 2003 was the year. And thousands upon thousands came. I had one line. And that line was, Remember that you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. I was giving out ashes in the Church of the Holy Innocents, just off of Broadway, on 37th Street in Manhattan. <laughs> and the priest had asked me to come at 7 a.m. and give ashes till 7 p.m. Church of Holy Innocence uh, kind of sits right up against the other skyscrapers and stuff. And so if you're looking down the street, you can't see it. It just looks like the rest of the shop fronts, storefronts. But if you turn, step out, you can see it's this beautiful Gothic church um, there. And they had two signs. One sign was a, a hand pointing up, and it said Mass, because there's Mass every hour on the hour. It's a very busy place, right by Times Square. A lot of traffic, foot traffic. And there was another hand pointing down to the parish hall where I was and said, ashes. And anyone could go there at any time of day, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., to receive ashes. So I arrived there at 7 a.m., started giving out ashes. Remember, man, that you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. We had mailmen come. We had delivery men. We had doctors. We had lawyers, Wall Street people businessmen, women, we had nurses, um, the butcher came, um, school children, moms, dads, babies, people of all faiths. I talked to, to many of these people, and I'd say about half weren't Catholic. They were Protestants, they were Muslims, they were Jews. Everybody wanted to receive ashes. Everybody. And ashes, what, what are these simple, what is this simple dust a symbol of? It's probably one of the most humble things that we have on this planet. It's not worth anything. You can't go to the store and buy ashes unless it's a religious good store, maybe. You can't really do much with them. But they're a symbol as old as at least the Bible itself, if not earlier. A symbol of repentance this worthless dust, we put it on ourselves to show that we are sinners and that we want to repent. We want to turn back to God. And that's what Lent is about. That's why we came, we braved the cold, and came here tonight because we all recognize that we are sinners. That we are sinners. Just like all those people recognized that they are sinners. That's why we have these ashes. Jesus gives us three ways in the gospel to prepare ourselves to bring about that repentance in our hearts. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. He talks about especially not trumpeting any of those things that we do before people. Starting with alms, giving alms. And what is he talking about? Is he talking just about giving money to the poor? That's a good thing. That's giving alms. But there's more, I'd say. I'd say almsgiving is giving anything that we have, any talent that God has given us, any resource that he has placed in our hands, giving that to others, which is giving it back to God. 
that could be like the little girl. I remember I, I was thinking it was second grade, and I was having trouble with my math, with my multiplication tables. And she very kindly offered to take me, in, the teacher let her take me into the hall, and we practiced my multiplication tables, and I still remember what three times three is, three times four, four times four. Um, that was almsgiving. Or I walked in to the house where I live with a bunch of other priests tonight, hoping to grab some carrots or something, you know, for dinner, a piece of bread maybe. And one of the priests had put together a beautiful little vegetable soup, and he had made enough for me too to have some. A beautiful Ash Wednesday meal. That was almsgiving. He was giving of his talents. He's a great chef. Um, we have many talents. Um, perhaps talents we don't know of. Just the talent of your time, giving that to others, serving someone. It's a great way to turn to God. There's also prayer. Prayer is something that we should do at all times, all year round. Um, but it very easily gets swept under the carpet with maybe those ashes after Ash Wednesday that we, we forget about prayer. And prayer, what is prayer? Prayer is the time we spend with God. It's like a husband and wife. They spend time together so that they can know each other, so they can have a relationship. And if they don't, they're not going to have a relationship. That's what prayer is. It's essential to spend time with God each day, every day. Not just prayers that we say, but quiet time with God. Quiet time, like Jesus talks about in the gospel, go to your room, your inner room, that may be, depending on circumstances, just closing the door of your car and that morning commute to work. That might be all you could do. Hopefully you could do a little more, maybe in the early in the morning or late at night. Go to your room and pray. Pray. Put yourself in God's presence. Maybe read a bit of the gospel and pray to him because that's essential. Prayer. And fasting. Fasting is one thing that we've tried to do today and we try to do on Fridays. We don't eat meat during Lent as a little sacrifice. On Good Friday, again, we'll try to abstain. We'll try to um, have small, two small meals, one big meal. Fasting is a beautiful thing. It's, I remember thinking about it one time and I realized it's probably one of the few sacrifices, one of the few things that every single person on the planet can do together. We can do this together and thousands and thousands and millions and hundreds of millions of people are fasting today with us, along with us. There's that communion there. And why do we fast? Why do we fast? We fast so that, in this instance, so food doesn't control us, so that we can offer something to God, so that we're not a slave to our stomachs. And I think fasting can be talked about in a broader sense, too. In our day and age, sometimes we become slaves to a lesser, greater degree of things that we use, television, video games, maybe just even our iPhone. We become slaves to things, and that's not good. That's not good. A huge part of Lent is turning back to God, is becoming free to worship Him again. And part of that is breaking the shackles that bind us. Anything that makes it so that we can't love God fully, we have to fast from. We have to start to fast from. Maybe it's just leaving my phone there on my desk for a second, letting go. Maybe it is giving up candy. Maybe it is giving up television. Maybe it could be fasting from just 
gossip, kind of the light words that I use, or maybe the, the critical words that I use, the kind of harsh criticism that comes to my mouth at times. There's many things we could fast from. Above all, I think it's fasting from things that bind us, things that enslave us. And you can ask yourself in your heart, what are those things that hold me back, that make it so I'm not free to love God completely? What holds me back? Lord, what do I need to fast from this Lent? The ashes are a symbol of all three of these, a symbol of our repentance, the beginning of our Lent. Actually, once upon a time, there was this boy named Theodore, this little boy, and he came to Ash Wednesday Mass with his friend, and they were kind of in the back of church, distracted, and weren't listening, and came time for the ashes, Theodore got in line, came up to the front, and instead of standing there, his hands folded, waiting for the priest to put the ashes on his forehead, he stuck out his tongue. And the priest had been watching him all mass long, playing and talking with his friend, so he took a big wad of ashes and plopped it onto his tongue. <laughs> Poor Theodore went, oh, back to his place. Hopefully none of you do that. But these ashes, they're beautiful. They're a beautiful testimony. It's beautiful to be able to receive them early in the morning and wear them all day. We can't do that. Um, but we receive them now as a symbol to God, to others, of our repentance, that we want to turn to Him, that we're fighting this spiritual battle. I think oftentimes we get the impression that Lent is just about giving up one thing, this one sacrifice, at least as a little boy. That was my conundrum. It was candy or TV. You know, I just, and both of them were impossible. Lent is more than that. It's a battle. It's a battle. Actually, all the prayers today talk about the battle. We're training. This isn't so much just a giving up, just a denying yourself. It's a training, preparing yourself for the battle that will come. It's more, it's not denying yourself. It's going to the gym and working out. You're, you know, you're, you're, you play football, you go and you lift weights all winter long. You get ready for those games. You're, you're a little slow at a race, and you, you go, you practice on the treadmill. You get better. Get rid of all the things that hold you back in that little battle. But we're talking now in Lent about the battle of our lives. So I invite you, receive these ashes with a spirit of repentance. Like those thousands of people that came there on Broadway to that Church of the Holy Innocents of all faiths, races, creeds, professions. Receive these ashes with faith. Think in your hearts, what can I do? What can I change? How can I become freer to love God this Lent? What can I offer Him? And let Him, invite Him to come into your hearts.